And now, live, it's time. Carr will go back into the gun. Jacobs cuts, middle walks in. Jackpot, baby. Josh Jacobs, touchdown. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We have a good team. We have a good team that competes with uh, suck at all time. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. We don't feel like effort's been an issue at all. It's the handoff. Bust toward the end. Jackpot, baby. Pinion Drake takes it home. Here's your host, JT the Brick. And Daniel Carlson is on to put a little frosting on the cake. A little 47-yarder. Jackpot, baby! Let's go to Cincinnati! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Brett Musburger, the godfather on the call. Welcome to the playoffs. On the flagship, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, and on the Raiders mobile app, JT. After a late, late, late night, we answer the bell with the entire global Raider Nation. Here in Vegas, Raider fans who are still in Vegas, live in Vegas, traveling home, uh, thanks for being there for arguably the greatest night in Vegas sports history, or definitely early on the Mount Rushmore And what a great moment in the history of the Raiders' regular season in the history of the Raiders, the tribute to John Madden, a team that went through more adversity than any roster. No debate in Raider history. And this Raider team is going to the playoffs. We're brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town. Uh, Get on in there, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Have a great time all week long everybody's talking Raiders football here in town. You don't want to be left out. We got a lot of surprises lined up this week. We are going to put our playoff goggles on. It's been a while since 2016, but the Raiders are there now. Nobody thought they could do it. Literally, nobody in the national media thought they could do it after a month of the season, two months of the season, the last four or five weeks. And now, everybody, we welcome you to the party. This is one of the reasons why Mark Davis won in Vegas, because we welcome everybody here. We want everybody to come to Vegas and have a good time. No matter who you are, come. Come, your opposing fans, you want to come? Furious, come. We'll host you on, on the Strip, off the Strip, in great restaurants, great shows while you're here, great weather, unbelievable times you can gamble. It's an adult playground. We treat people like the adults that they are here in Vegas, and you could have the experience of a lifetime like they had at Allegiant Stadium. I told you this would happen. Build it, and they will come. Now the biggest rock concerts in the world, the biggest sporting events in the world, people are gravitating to Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth, to experience what I did with you if you were in the building last night. It was one of the greatest regular season football games, period. Definitely this year, and you can rank it wherever you want. You know, I don't do list and poll questions and all that crap. I'm too busy doing a fast-paced radio show. But that game, it's going to take me days for it to sink in. There's too many plays for me to get to in the monologue, too many plays for me to talk about. So I'm going to try to simplify this and just talk about the big plays and the great moments and everything that happened here. And it'll probably take a day or two to recap this game and what it meant. It was a great victory. It was an iconic moment in Raiders regular season history. And it delivered this team to the playoffs, and they had to win that game. There are a lot of people confused about what happened in the game. The timeout by the Chargers. Did the Raiders want to play for a tie? Because there's a lot of confused people that don't know football. 
Raider fans do. If you walked into that building after Pittsburgh beat Baltimore and the Raiders could have backed in easily, Baltimore, all they had to do was win that game because the Chargers, uh, the, excuse me, the Jaguars beat the Colts. Then the Raiders could have sat Josh Jacobs. They could have sat Waller. And they might have lost the game. And then if they lose in the playoffs, then it's just an ugly end to the season. Everybody walking in from the tailgate into that building knew it was a must win. You think if the Raiders had a chance to win over tie, they were going to tie the game? Who are these idiots? I don't care what you were lip reading on the field. Staley called the timeout. He's boy blunder. I own that. And someone listening to this show better give me credit and make up a t-shirt with little Brandon Staley with his little face. Looks like a 12-year-old who just got spanked by his mommy and daddy and boy blunder because he helped the Raiders win that game. That might be the most overrated coach in the history of the league out of the gate in a career. You can't take Justin Herbert to the playoffs? You can't get Justin Herbert to the playoffs and you're going for it on fourth and 18, excuse me, fourth down on your own 18-yard line. Boy, blunder. That's what his nickname is. It'll stick. I'm good at nicknames. That, that nickname will stick. Boy, blunder. I had that a month or so ago. And all of this combined, the Chargers deserve to get their ass run out of Vegas. And hopefully their fans are listening as they are driving to Chula Vista with their white claw hangovers today and their powder blues stuffed in their duffel bags as they're driving to get to the 15. Charger fans were all in attendance. Yeah, who, where? Those are home field the Raiders had. It was electric. It was amazing. Everything that came together for that game made that game an instant classic. NFL Network's going to run it on a loop this week. Everybody's now talking about the Raiders. Welcome everybody in. Everybody who jumped ship, including Raider fans, there were many of them, or at least the louder ones who jumped ship, didn't believe in anything about this team two months ago when the lug nuts were coming off, you're welcome back again. You don't even have to apologize. Just get in here and get behind this thing now. And the Raiders really haven't accomplished much. If you are a Raider fan your whole life, you know it's about winning the Super Bowl. It's about winning playoff games. It's not just about getting to the playoffs. But we're doing something unique here. We're trying to bring a new market, the new headquarters of the Raiders, Las Vegas, into the fold. So a lot of these fans out here don't know the history of the Raiders. It's our job to give them that history this week and talk about great moments in Raider history and how the Raiders now haven't accomplished anything, but they did something great. That was one of the greatest regular season wins in the history of of the Raider organization from Oakland to L.A. to Oakland to Vegas, and everybody knows that. So the Raiders should be proud today. Everybody should get behind Rich Basaccia. Everybody should get behind Mike Mayock, who brought those substitutes in and those practice squad players who played with grit and heart all year long. Everybody should get behind this team and celebrate this victory. And especially you, the great fans who support our flagship station. You've been kicked around. You've been thrown out. You've been mocked. You've been made fun of. Not on my show. I give you a sense of, I think, pride to come on in and sound off like you got a pair and always fight for this team. The fans around the country are jealous of the Raider global brand. Maybe not the last 20 years. I'll agree with you on that. Maybe not over the last 20 years, but everybody's got an opinion on the Raiders dating back to Al Davis, the greatest games with the greatest players. Well, last night at Allegiant Stadium, that was a prideful moment. Someone come up, came up to me during a commercial on the post-game show and said, that was the greatest Oakland victory 
in Vegas. It felt like an Oakland game in the parking lot, which you can't compare to Oakland yet, but it had a feel like we're, we're getting there. The game was incredible with the Madden family, all the dignitaries, the Hall of Famers who were there, like Oakland and NLA, and then the game and the fans who stayed to the very, very end, obviously, and were walking out there with both arms in the air back to the Strip in Vegas over the Hacienda Bridge. That's what this dream was all about. That's what this program was all about. Opportunities to get that to this market, which is a global entertainment capital of the world. Take the Raider brand, blow it up on steroids, make it bigger, but you got to win games. You got to win games. And they were able to win the biggest game of the year. Six walk-offs, first time in the history of the NFL. They've been playing this game for a long time. This team is the cardiac overtime kids. They're the cardiac overtime kids. They keep it close. They manage the game. They can win it in overtime. They were able to do it. It was not pretty. It was really ugly, especially late in the game with a 15-point lead. And all of the fourth down conversions made by the Chargers. I mean, think of it. The biggest one they didn't get was when the Chargers and Boy Blunder went for it on his own 18-yard line. Every other one they made. I mean, this, this guy, Justin Herbert, to me, walking out of that building, again, I'll say it, he was the best quarterback I saw in Allegiant last year, best one, including um, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, several Hall of Famers. Herbert, to me, was the best. And then Herbert last night was unbelievable. He looks to me to be the next Aaron Rodgers. I'll say that. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers with arm strength. The pass he threw on that fourth and 21 or 23, whatever it was, that touchdown was right in front of my seats. It looked like I've never seen anything like that. And I've seen Elway. I've seen a lot of great throws. It was one of the greatest throws. Raiders had seven guys in the end zone, and he threw it. Imagine when you were growing up as a kid, you played that game dodgeball, what it would be like with Justin Herbert with that dodgeball in his hands, throwing it across the gym. He was amazing, but his coach, his defense let him down. And the Raider pass rush, which is really the calling card of this team, was getting to him all day, R trying like hard to get him on the ground. They did a few times, but they put enough pressure on him to win the game. How do you wrap up this game? How do you put a bow on it? I don't know. And I, I think I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty organized with this show. I don't know. I, I was there with my son, my wife, my friends walking all over the stadium yesterday, leaving the stadium at the end with the cleaning crew and everybody 11 o'clock at night after we wrapped up the extended post game, walking to my car with my wife and son, looking back at the stadium. It was great. It was one of the greatest nights of my life as a sports fan. And I'm very proud to be a part of this broadcast team and to be a part of what was going on there yesterday at a small level. It was bleeping brilliant. It was unbelievably emotional. It was great for everybody involved, and everybody should celebrate this and have a good time. We're trying to put the show together all week for Cincinnati. I kind of like the matchup with Cincinnati better than going to Kansas City in the first round. It's a short week because the Raiders played a late game on Sunday night, and they're putting them in an early window on Saturday. I mean, this is the most important week this year now for the Raider trainers and the doctors and the coaches to know when to get these guys into walkthroughs, give them an extra day off, more film study. I don't know how they're going to do it, but the Raiders now have life, but they got to get healthy. Guys continue to get hurt every game. Guys are playing their ass off deep into overtime. 
That takes a lot out of you. But now the Raiders have the emotion to kind of ride the energy that they have now and get into this thing and get into this thing. I just tell you, I don't understand. I don't understand how this team wins games. I really don't. I don't care. I don't care right now. I just care that they're winning, and they're winning in heroic fashion, and they're resilient. And Rich Passaccia has this team ready to play every week. They always play hard. They always play all out. They're not perfect. They have some big defensive breakdowns in the secondary. Oh, my God. I mean, massive breakdowns in the secondary on fourth down. You're sitting there going, this is how the season's going to end? And if the season ended, the Raiders kicked a field goal, and they gave the ball back to Justin Herbert in overtime. And I said, oh, my God. This is how it's going to end? That's how the season ended last year. Forget about the Miami game with the Ryan Fitzpatrick face mask. But – I just thought in the back of my mind, if the Raiders blow this lead, 15-point lead, and they lose to Herbert on a touchdown, I don't know how I'm going to explain this and what this week would be like and uh, how what a gut punch it would have been. But those gut punches are few and far between on how they win these games in Indy and Cleveland and beat the Chargers. And how great was it to beat the Chargers? Those cocky, those cocky Chargers, Joey Bosa, who was gasping for air at the end of the game. They were running right at him and running right over him. Boy blunder, Brandon Staley, and his arrogance to go for it on the 18-yard line. He had no respect for the Raiders. No respect, and I told you why. When the Gruden resignation happened and the Gruden emails were leaked and Gruden ended up resigning, he had to. Brandon Staley took a cheap shot at the Raiders in the organization about how they do it over there. That's a bunch of crap how they do it over there. They have no culture. What's their culture? Compared to the Raider culture, just win, baby, born by Al Davis and the Chargers all of a sudden with that coffee, latte, and croissant caravan that drives over all over Los Angeles every Monday and tries to buy their way on radio and TV. Again, I have, the, I have a lot of respect for that quarterback. That quarterback is incredible. I mean, I'm over the top crazy about how great he is. And they have some good players on that team, no doubt about it. But the way the fraud media has kicked the Raiders and tried to fake build up the Chargers, every Raider fan should relish in that today alone. Just that topic can keep my phones lit up for two weeks. So the Chargers have been eliminated from the playoffs, and they were eliminated by the Las Vegas Raiders. We will never forget that. And this was a chance for them to do something special because, as you know, it's wide open right now. Anybody can win. You look at Buffalo, that was my Super Bowl pick to beat. I had the Super Bowl pick was Buffalo over Green Bay. That's still alive. The Patriots are in. Cincinnati with Joe Burrow is a hell of a player. The 49ers, the 49er win was massive for the 49ers. For them to go into L.A., how do you think L.A. feels today with the Rams and the Chargers? You think they're doing good today? But it all this is about the Raiders, and we're going to go big on this. I got a ton of highlights I have to get to. If you want to talk about the timeout, the tie, what you thought of all of that, Derek Carr made one of the greatest throws again I've ever seen. Week before it was to Renfro, the out route to Zay Jones and what that meant. I mean, some of the passes by Derek Carr was amazing. And Derek Carr found a way. He got banged up and injured in the game, played through it, went out there and fought like a warrior. Congratulations to Derek Carr. A lot of this is about Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr has been to the playoffs once before this, wasn't able to play with the broken ankle. Now Derek leads the team. 
to the postseason. Also, elephant in the room, COVID. Everybody's got to be careful with COVID this week, the players in the roster. Remember, you know how the new protocol is here. The NFL is kind of closing a blind eye. If you don't have any symptoms, wink, wink. We don't have to test you and you can play. And I think a lot of players understand that here. Uh, Everybody will follow the guidelines here, but it's important that you don't lose players on top of injury to COVID this week. That is very important. And again, the game plan for Cincinnati, the weather's supposed to be cold, could be wet, and or snow. They're trying to figure out if the rain's going to turn into the snow, but that's off in five days. Weather patterns change. And I hope a lot of Raider fans make that trip to Cincinnati. And Cincinnati has had some really good performances this year with Barrow throws for 500 yards, but they've had a couple of bad losses and dud games. So I like the matchup for the Raiders. I really do. It feels like Cincinnati's a lot like the Chargers with Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, and the Raiders just beat Justin Herbert, so I think they can beat Joe Burrow. And then we'll find out what we're going to do this week to celebrate this on the flagship station and have a lot of fun. So the number is 702-365-9200. I'm proud to be a part of this organization. I'm proud to be on the radio every day for these fans, and I think the fans really deserve a pat on the back. That, that parking lot and that J-lot, I don't know where you are. It looked good. Raider head was performing in the back. Black hole, the oath. Everybody was, it felt like Oakland. If you look down the gauntlet of all those tailgates and saw the barbecue and the smoke and the music, it's not Oakland. Oakland had a special tailgate experience. This was better than it's ever been. The weather was incredible. The fans. And then inside there, the tribute to Madden. Everybody turning their phones on with their flashlights. On the pregame show, we had Fred Bolitnikoff. Real quick story before we get to the phones. Fred Bolitnikoff, Jim Plunkett, Marcel Reese, and Eric and Allen and I are there, and there's a sea of humanity. There had to be a couple, I'd say well over 1,000 people at the Coors Light Landing, as far as you can see, stacked. And I look out, and I see this big guy there, and it's Otis Sistrunk. I go, oh, my God, from the University of Mars, Otis Sistrunk. I asked one of our guys to go get him, and Otis came up, and Otis was pretty emotional here for the Madden family, right? One of the great Raider defensive linemen of all time, Otis Sistrunk. And he joined us, and we gave him a big hug at the end, and it was just fun. Everybody was having a great time. Everybody was enjoying the time of a lifetime there. So we got a lot of stories to tell, and we got a lot of things we want to get into. Raider Fish in Berkeley. You could start us off on the flagship. Thanks for calling in. What do you got? JT, four weeks ago, I told you we were going to go 4-0 in a four-game season. And we went 4-0. Well, guess what? Another four-game season is in front of us, and I hope we go 4-0. But I want to hit on two quick things. Basaccia should be in the running for Coach of the Year. Coach of the freaking year. I'm driving from the Death Star back to Berkeley right now. Second, there's 30-second timeout, and then there's the eight-month out that Bruce, or whatever his name is, Feely, Brandon Feely, with the eight-month timeout. But you know what? I don't care about all that. If we could go 4-0 and right now, wow, let's go Raiders! Well, nice making, nice making the prediction that they would go 4-0 and down the stretch. A lot of people didn't do it for Rich Passaccia. Look, there's a lot of news of coaches 
Bryant Flores got fired from Miami. That, to me, is shocking. I think he's a really good football coach. Mike Zimmer getting fired. They've just underachieved too much with Kirk Cousins. Uh, that was obvious. Vic Fangio. Anybody want to say why Vic Fangio got fired? I'll go first. Swept by the Raiders two years in a row. You think that goes over well? You think that goes over well in Denver? So give that. Give that. Put a little Raiders sticker on that one. As Fangio got fired. Very good defensive coach. Not a great head coach. And look, this Brandon Staley. I just laugh when people compared him already. You know how many times on NFL platforms, whatever it was, people would say, what a great coach. What a riverboat gambler. Oh, this guy's great. This guy's amazing. He's going to go all – give me a break. He looked like a 12-year-old boy who got punished yesterday, and he got punished in Las Vegas. And their owner, Dean Spanos, who I saw on the sideline, was not happy. Believe me, he probably tore it in to Staley for going forward on fourth down on his own 18. How the Raiders only got a field goal out of that is another problem, a little bit of a problem on that and the execution after that play. And when you look at what the Raiders did throughout the game, they made a lot of big plays. Josh Jacobs won that game. That game was Josh Jacobs' defining moment as a Raider. Josh Jacobs won that game. He won that game by running and bouncing off of people and setting up the game-winning field goal. That was all Josh Jacobs, who is not 100%, hasn't been 100% for a while, and played his ass off. So I was very critical of Josh this year. I thought he had a down year, and it could have went one of two ways. With about four or five games to go, he was pretty much a guy who we love. We love him as a kid, but he didn't show up, didn't have a big year. And what he did, the going got tough. The last month of the season, it's cold-weather football. You're going to have to play in Cleveland. You're going to have to have a couple of big wins on the road. And Josh Jacobs said, give me more of the load. I can do it. And he did. So he deserves a tremendous amount of credit. I've requested to try to get him on the air this week so we can congratulate him. Also, Mike Mayock. I think Mike Mayock's been through hell and back, right, this year? Think of what what Mike Mayock's been through. And Mike Mayock had the, the players like Phylon, who played hard and went down late, played hard. Uh, Divine Diablo, who stepped in and was able to play and play well all year long. Some of the guys that just, Casey Hayward that came in with Gus Bradley, Mike Mayock, and making that move. Solid reserve players on this team and the starters who are left. I mean, how many starters are left, everybody? How many starters are left who are healthy? Waller made his return. I didn't think he looked sharp, but that's understandable. Hopefully this week. You know, the good thing about Waller, when they introduced him in warm-ups, he sprinted like Carl Lewis. I looked at my son. I said, whoa, that's a good sign. And he ran out uh, through the tunnel of the Raiderettes. And I said, this guy's got some pop in him. But, you know, it it was the first game back, so hopefully he gets better. And Renfro didn't get a lot of targets, but he was very productive with the touchdowns. So, again, I am thrilled. I'm just thrilled at how they won this game and how they were able to play. Fantastic. Jay in Vegas. Uh, thanks for waiting, Jay. You're up next. How are you? Thanks for calling. Doing great, JT. Thanks for taking my call, man. Mm-hmm. JT, much like John Facenda called Marcus Allen's run up the middle against the Washington football team, Marcus Allen running with the night. JT, it was Jay in Vegas drinking with the night, JT, after that game. Oh, my goodness. Rich Basaccia, that man deserves a ton of credit for getting this team to adopt what I like to call 
a Grim Reaper knocking on your door mentality. Game by game basis, JT, reeling off four in a row. And really, JT, getting this team to buy into a play-by-play type of type of basis, JT. Also, you hit it on the head with Mike Mayock. Unbelievable. The, the moves that he made in bringing in these players that were contri- contributing, JT, Brandon Faison. You had True Font making plays. You had uh, Roderick Teamer out there. Him finding, you know, finding Darius Phylon. Phylon had a fantastic game up the middle, JT. Great Unbelievable. Game. And you know what pisses me off, JT? The narrative this morning is what is how Brandon Boy Blunder lost the game more than than the Raiders winning the game. But it's all right, JT. It's all right because I know deep down there's a lot of hate for this team, JT. But I'm going to tell you right now, teams don't want to face the Raiders right now. Uh, these, these fan bases right now, they don't want to face the Raiders because of that mentality that has, has been adopted. And as far as Boy Blunder's concerned, JT, I'm convinced, I'm convinced, JT, that this man would, would get his lunch taken in school. I think he was getting bullied. And now, and now where he's at right now, he's, he's hiding behind those big football players and trying to be overly aggressive because, because he got punked in school, JT. And you know what? It came, it came back to bite him in the ass. Look, JT, all, you know, things are made because, you know, he, he, yeah, he did go five or six or six or seven on fourth down. But the one that he didn't complete, that, that, that overly aggressive uh, fourth down call in his own territory, and we get points out of that, JT, that's yeah. – if I'm Justin Herbert, I'm pissed. I'm pissed because he held him back, JT. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah, he did hold him back. But Herbert made a lot of great throws in that game, but a lot of incompletions. And Keenan Allen – Another guy who likes to pop off and tell you how great he is. He was an absolute no-show in this game. Mike Williams played a strong game. But fortunately, you know, the Raiders defended some passes. There were some drops by the Chargers. A couple of incomplete throws there. But he put the ball up all day. And if I'm Austin Eckler, I'm pretty upset that they didn't get him the ball because he's a hell of a player too. Eckler can catch the ball and run. He is very productive. Austin Eckler had 16 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. And let me get his receptions. He had five receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Austin Eckler to the Chargers is what Hunter Renfro is to the Raiders. And Hunter Renfro in the game only had four receptions. Four receptions for 30. If you told me going into this game, Renfro would have four receptions for only 13 yards, I think the Raiders get beat. But he had two touchdowns on five targets. And what can you say about Zay Jones and the way he stepped up since Henry Ruggs and the fatality accident? And Deshaun Jackson, for whatever reason, is not involved. He just doesn't look right. I don't know what's going on with him at all. Because for him not to get targets and not to be involved at all, it's not what I expected, but maybe I don't know nothing and we'll see more of him coming up in the Cincinnati game. Uh, Reggie in North Las Vegas on the flagship. Hello, Reggie. Good seeing you yesterday. JT, it was a pleasure, man, like it always is. You might know, other people might know, my voice is totally gone. And I'm going to say this. I'm trying my best to fight back going crazy, so I'm going to be as calm as I can. Raider Nation, you showed up. Yesterday, J-Lot was on fire like 66th Avenue. J-Lot was on fire like Lot B. J-Lot was so on fire, man. I think I was at 
five to six different parties, and they had me yelling and screaming like I was in the game already. It was a piece of Oakland. We'll never get Oakland. I know that's what it is, but we had a piece of Oakland last night. And then to get that win, Coach Masaccio, my hat's off, man. I pray that one day I get to meet you face-to-face. I appreciate what you guys did this season. JT, you and the entire Raider Nation Radio 920 AM family, point blank. Shout out to Eric Kirshner, also known as EK Raider. Shout out to the passionate Raider. Shout out to Raider Roberts. Shout out to Raider Man. Hey, I felt so much love in that lot yesterday. I mm-hmm. felt like I was in Oakland. JT, yep. I appreciate you stopping by, giving us a how you do. Whenever you come, you welcome like family. Thank you. Shout appreciate out it, to the rest of Raider Nation. Let's go. Yeah, it was it was really a good atmosphere outside the parking lot. Again, it's just how many places can you go visit at once? That's why I just go over from the parking lot to the J-Lot, back of the J-Lot, to just experience the black hole and to see what that vibe's like. And in Cisco and the black hole fans and what they're building here, all on behalf of Raider Rob Rivera, who passed away this year, a brother to me, uh, founder of the black hole. He was looking down. He was looking down with the Modelo last night. I can promise you that. I want to wrap up the monologue with a quick comment, and it should be a long comment. We lost a great broadcaster in Brian Blessing. He was a great media personality in Buffalo and in Las Vegas and a friend. I spoke to Brian last week. He was trying to set up, uh, get me on his show, and I like to talk with him about hockey, and we weren't able to connect. But we had a nice conversation, and Brian was one of the most respected and liked members of the media in Vegas, period. He had a passion for hockey. He had a passion for the Golden Knights. He loved his Buffalo Sabres. He was always doing remotes. I mean, he was a throwback guy. He would be at the Westgate. Oscar Goodman, the former mayor, Mayor Goodman now, Carolyn Goodman, think the world of him. The Golden Knights put out a tweet about his passing. So did the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Brian was a good friend. And Brian was a good friend to many. And a lot of people in town have a heavy heart today because we lost Brian Blessing. I got the news about five minutes before the pregame show, and emotionally, it really hit me. It was a gut punch. Unfortunately, I was in the building. There was a lot of good energy there, but had a tough time with this one like we've had. We lost Frank Harnish, Ballpark Frank, Brian Blessing recently, and Brian was a hell of a guy, and I know a lot of people are connecting with me right now. His son, who worked with him on his show, his entire family, uh, prayers go out to Brian Blessing and his entire community. Because it's a big one. 702-365-9200. The monologue brought to you by Any Tires Plus. Conveniently located off the corner of Lake Mead, Boulder Highway. Tell them JT sent you for tires. Road hazard protection. $50 off a set of any four tires. And don't ever get your smog anywhere else. Other than there, it's only $5.95. We thank our team, our playoff partner, AnyTiresPlus.com. Let's celebrate the Raiders' victory and have a great playoff week.
I mean, for me, like I said, uh, I told Oli, I was like, man, I'm the closer. Let me close. So with me saying that, it's kind of like back up my words. I gotta, I gotta do what I, what I asked him, and um, earn that respect from him. Um, and when we looked down, we looked at the guys, man. We felt like we can run on them all day. Uh, so when we, it came down to the, to the nitty and gritty, we knew what we was gonna do. Um, I was kind of disappointed I didn't break the, the long win, but um, I was just more so trying to protect the ball, <laughs> make sure I didn't fumble. But man, it's, it's definitely an honor and um, man, a blessing to be in this situation. Josh Jacobs, what a game he had. Josh was fabulous. And when he's feeling that confident, you know, I'm a guy who wants to pass and attack all the time because I think the passing game's always open. It's, it's always open. I, I, when Moreau catches one over the middle, Renfro, Zay on the out. I like to see Derek throw more. I think that's the strength of the team. But now it's changing. Now the balance is here, which I didn't expect to see. Like many, I didn't expect to see the balance come. And this game, I said, embrace the shootout. If you heard me on the pregame show with Eric Allen, if you listened like I know you did all week, I was saying this: the only way the Raiders were going to win this game is if they embraced the possibility of the shootout. The only thing that I got wrong on this is I thought the Raiders would be trailing 29-15. Or the Raiders would have been down 21-14, having to go no huddle and to win. The Chargers were forced to do that, and they were able to do it. But the Raiders had no problem when that game was going back and forth and in overtime to throw the ball and make plays. But Josh has now changed everything. And the offensive line, we all know this isn't a great offensive line, but it's an improved offensive line. And the improvement on the offensive line is very important because the improvement now gives them the confidence that they can run it better, sustain their blocks longer. You know, relatively healthy up front. When you look at Leatherwood, Colt Miller, Andre James, you look at the core of those guys, you know, they're playing pretty good football right now. And they're playing a cold-weather game in Cincinnati where maybe the running game is the chance that the Raiders have to keep Joe Burrow on the sideline. So it's playoff football now. Every possession is very important. Not that they aren't important in a regular season game like that. I talked to a buddy of mine before the show. I said, where do you rank this game all time? I go, what do you, he said, what do you mean all time? I said, all time. He says, yeah, it's an all-time great regular season game. It goes up with any regular season game because of the stage. It was an elimination game. There was a chance for a tie. The way the game ended on a last-second overtime walk-off or a playoff berth, I mean, how many times has that happened in, 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 in regular season history? Where a team goes deep into overtime, last game of the regular season, and wins with no time left on a walk-off to eliminate a team? I don't know if it's ever happened. I'm sure it has, but I can't recall. So it's got to be one of the all-time classics in regular season history, and the Raiders will make a classic out of it. The Raiders will help brand that as a classic in the building there and how, it, and how they won out. Resiliency, guts, fortitude, pride and poise, all of that. Down on the sidelines before the game, Reggie Jackson, Mike Haynes, Fred Bolitnikoff. Who does this? Who, who has these type of players down as the players are warming up so the players can see this? And the icons who are there. I mean, did you see the shots of Charles Woodson uh, on Sunday Night Football? Charles Woodson made it an effort to come out here. I mean, Raider alumni get it. The Raider alumni are unbelievable. <laughs> I, think, I think they enjoy getting invited to Vegas, staying in luxury hotels and going to Allegiant Stadium, sitting in those club seats and walking around with the fans, wouldn't you? Phil Villapiano. I mean, all the guys just love coming here and having a good time with the fans. 
Dave in Tallahassee. Thanks for waiting. What's happening, Dave? Dave, are you there in Tallahassee? You're up next. Hey, Dave. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. It's a great thing that that Raiders mobile app travels everywhere, so we have the flagship at our fingertips. It's going to be a a long week for all the right reasons. I already have my game day vibes and butterflies as we inch closer to Saturday. Everybody should be fired up, and as you like to say, sound off like they got a pair today. I love the boy blunder nickname you coined, and I bet those Chargers aren't sending any croissant or bagel packages to schmooze their radio media outlets today. Uh, Being a fanatic of this franchise is very simple. We've got the trophies, the great players, and the great games speak for themselves. Yesterday was a proud moment for Raider Nation around the globe. I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to two of our most dear fallen brothers who I know were looking down with giant smiles as last night's game concluded. I know you mentioned Black Hole Rob, but also is thinking of Ricky's from uh, from Ricky's yes. Sports Theater. I know they would have given anything to be there for us at the tailgate and the game and the party celebration afterwards. Thanks, JT, for being the, the voice and the heartbeat of Raider Nation. I love my Raiders brothers and sisters. Raiders. Yeah, thanks for the call. You know, Ricky Ricardo passed away, and the owner of Ricky's was a big part of everything we've done. Really big part. I envision... I envision, and a lot of my vision has come through because I've lived in Vegas a long time. I envision a Ricky's someday in Vegas. Okay? And I'm just going to leave it at that. I envision Ricky's in Vegas somewhere down the road so Raider fans in Vegas can experience a true Raider bar that just has the feeling of Oakland. And the only way to do that, it's only one way to do it is Ricky's. Got to do it. It's got to be Ricky's. Period. And nothing else, not that, not that anything else will work. You know, we got the Raiders Tavern and Grill. There's the stage door. There's other spots in town that we all like and respect, but nothing compares to Ricky's. And that's the next step. And uh, just, I'll leave it at that. We, we have to get the vibe of Ricky uh, back down here in the black hole and just to have a watering hole that is just pure Raiders, especially on game day and post game. My wife said to me last night, she goes, where are you going after the, I was supposed to go out last night with friends in town saying, watch the sun come up. I didn't think the game would end that late. I I was exhausted. The game ended at the latest it could. All the commercials, Sunday night football, the late start, post-game show afterwards, it was 11-something at night. I think a lot of people were drained. If you went out after the game, congratulations. And that game took a lot out of me. I don't know about you. That game took a lot out of a lot of people, especially everybody who went to the game and had to find a way to get home. Ron and Henderson on 920 here, the flagship. Hello, Ron. What's up, JT? How are you doing this morning? I'm, I'm doing not good. doing Thank as good you. as you, but. <laughs> so I was there yesterday. Uh, like you said, yeah, that, that J Lot was off and popping. It reminded me of Oakland so much, you know. Too short was bumping, you know, he had all the, all the mariachi bands playing. And it felt like a special day was about to happen. Uh, you know, that, that vibe that I felt in Oakland, you know, and I felt like we were going to win. We, we just came out and, uh, you know, that tribute to uh, John Madden was, it made me tear up. I was tearing up in my seat, screaming Raiders for Virginia and the rest of the Madden family when they set up that torch. That was super emotional. Um I, I'm so proud to be a fan of this team. The resiliency they showed is this game is a nutshell. In a nutshell, this game was their season. The tumultuous ups and downs, literally. I lost 20 pounds probably sitting in my seat sweating from 
the game. It was crazy, JT. The the feeling, the vibe. It was a true home game. The Charger fans were quiet. They had nothing to cheer about. I was so happy, JT. The vibe in the game was awesome. You know, Mad Max was a man possessed. DC, good hats off to DC for just being the captain he is. He deserves this win so much. I'm so happy for him. And uh, you know, it's 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 on to Cincinnati. We got some things we got to clean up with, but this running game, you know, we're on a streak. We're on a winning streak. It's been playoffs for four weeks yeah. now. What's up? We win or go home. That's it. No one cares. No one cares. Just win, JT. I'm exhausted. I know you are too. The rest of the Red Nation family that was out there yesterday. What a hell of a win to close the home season with fans in that building, like how we started, but with more on the line. It was awesome. I was there for both. Uh, I'm never in a million years as a Las Vegas born, uh, you know, native. I never thought the Raiders would come here, but they're here. And I feel like we're finally coming into our own next season. I cannot wait. But, you know, for now, it's on Cincinnati and just win, baby. Raiders! It's great that they closed the Legion Stadium with a win. And there is a chance. There are some scenarios, right? If the Raiders could host the AFC Championship game. And, again, I won't go there. I'm not going down that road. But if that's the last time we see football at Allegiant Stadium for a while, and there's the Pro Bowl and there's other events there, but that was a good way to close that building down with regular season football. It was a tough place for the Raiders to win for a while, and now they're gaining traction. And fortunately, the Chargers don't have a lot of fans, so a lot of Raider fans didn't have Charger fans to sell their tickets to. There's just not a lot of Charger fans. And there were some Charger fans there, no doubt, but not as many as we saw with Philadelphia, Chicago, Kansas City, And the more and more the Raiders get to the playoffs, the less those opposing fans will be able to get in. But as I said from the beginning, fans are going to come to Vegas. It's an easier place to get to. There's more to do. People want to spend money when they're in Vegas, and they'll buy football tickets and pay three times the price to go. That's reality, and I dip the show in reality. Harry Ruiz, the Latino voice of the Raiders, and Mark Anderson next hour. But we're just sitting back, basking in the glory of a Raiders win, brought to you by Grimaldi's. Well, here we go on third and goal. Jacobs is back. Motion is Renfro. He's looking at Renfro, fires to him, touchdown! Jackpot, baby! Renfro went in motion, and Carr wanted him all the way. It was the only receiver Derek Carr even looked at. Brent Mutzberger on the call. Brent, when he threw it to me for the post game after the game, said that was one of the greatest games he's ever been a part of. That's coming from Brent Mutzberger. Let that sink in, as he's been a part of some of the greatest games in sports, television, sports history, and radio now. Great job. For the Godfather getting a playoff game. Really excited for him and Lincoln Kennedy on the call. Raider Bull in Fort Worth. You're up next. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. JT, what a night. What a great win. What a great night, JT. It was just, it was fantastic. Guess what? The Chargers came in all lit up, lightning bolts on the helmet, lightning bolts on their pads and down their leg. But you know what? The Raiders found a way to pull the plug. And it was turn out the lights. The party's over. Now JT is on to Cincinnati. And it's just win, baby. Thanks for taking my call, JT. I'm so excited. 
I can Raiders. tell. Everybody's excited today. Isn't it great? Isn't this a great way to do radio? My buddy J.O.D. from One Stake at Virgin says, hey, you don't have to yell this week. You don't have to tell everybody where you're going on vacation. You don't have to tell everybody when you're stopping and pulling the plug for a, a couple of days. You're right. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled about this. I've been doing this a long time. To have an extra week, two weeks after the win against Indy gives us a week to talk about the game, and now we get another week on top of that. I live off a calendar. I got a calendar in front of me. This is a free roll in Vegas, and I hope it goes on much longer. Fargo Raider celebrating a Raider victory today on a Monday. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm still drunk here. I have not <laughs> I have not come down off my uh, high horse. What was your drink? I've what had... was your drink? Were you drinking tequila, Modelo, Pacifico? What were you drinking? drinking? I was drinking Modelo's, Stella's. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of McAllen at the end there to celebrate <laughs> the dub because I love me a fine scotch and I can't find Woodson whiskey here in town in Fargo. Oh, it's, stop that. It's, it's everywhere. Fantasy. Come I come know. meet me over at the Raiders Tavern and Grill where we're hosting the pregame. I'll buy you I'll buy you a Woodson bourbon whiskey, take, a couple of shots right I'll on the radio. I'll take you up for that on the on the next home opener, JT. I promise that much. Okay. But I'm sitting here on a victory Monday after they put Madden's uh, initials and logo all over the stadium, and they finally showed that grit to win, the will to win, which is the fire that burns brightest in the Raiders organization. I saw it, JT, and I love it. I cannot, I cannot even express the amount of of love and and excitement that I have in my heart to finally see a playoff win as a as an adult here. I've been a fan since I can remember. The first memory I have, I was born in 1990. The first memory I have is of that shield on Ice Cube's uh, hat in, in Boys in the Hood. And, man, I fell in love. Ever since then, I knew I was awesome. a Raider. And well, we'll talk beautiful. to you throughout. We'll, we'll talk to you. We're up against it at the top. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you all week long about this and how you can get ready for the next game and get a Woodson bourbon whiskey. Nice plug again for Charles, who was there. I've been texting back and forth with Charles. He tweeted at me today. I retweeted it at JT the Brick. Real happy for Charles's brand, Woodson bourbon whiskey, along with Intercept Wine, and how he's doing such a good job there. You know, a lot of people had a lot of fun last day. When I walked out, of the post game with my wife and son, they had the John Madden wall to sign. I didn't see that coming in. And uh, there were a bunch of Sharpies on the ground, and we both picked up, all of us, my wife and son, and we wrote a nice message and signed it on the wall. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do with that. I'm sure they're going to take it back to the facility and do something excellent with it down the road so more and more fans can see it. What a day on Monday. Our in-depth team coverage on the flagship all week long for the Saturday playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road and what the Raiders need to do. But the rest of the show, Harry Ruiz, Mark Anderson, will take a look back on last night and how special it was, the Blackout Sunday.